It's time now for the Sports Objective Podcast. No talking heads, just guys who love sports. Here's Dave Richmond. Welcome into the Sports Objective Podcast, episode 284, our Keith LeClaire Classic Preview. We have a big show planned for you as we will catch up with all three opposing head coaches for this weekend. Jeff Mercer of Indiana, Mike Bianco of Ole Miss, and Craig Cozart of High Point. We were also joined by Keith LeClaire's daughter, Audrey, who recently just began med school at LMU Knoxville. Let's get right to it and go to that conversation with Audrey right now. Well, it wouldn't be a Keith LeClaire Classic without having our next guest on the show, right, Bubba? Absolutely. Welcome back to the show. The daughter of 23, Audrey LeClaire. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm so excited to have you back. A very great a special weekend and... Uh, I believe your your dad's birthday would have been was it yesterday? It is actually the twenty eighth. So the twenty eighth. Okay. Yep. So very excited. Uh, yeah. So we're doing that, and uh, very excited to have you back on. Uh, we want to. I don't have breaking uh, breaking news sounder, so everybody just has to imagine that. So on Facebook, uh, some great news that you got accepted into uh, medical school. I did. Yes. So. Very exciting, big change, but ready for so, it. So tell us about that uh, before we get started. About you, we obviously want to celebrate you, and I know last year I believe that was you were telling us about that being first time we had you on about your dreams. So talk about that. I, for a while now, have been trying, been working hard. Um, when I was in college, I kind of knew that that was the avenue I wanted to take. Um, things didn't exactly work out the way that I wanted to last year, but then this year finally got in, and I am excited to get started with it and start pursuing my dream, so very are you excited. Going, are you planning on, um, was it a doctor, a nurse practitioner, what was it that you want to do? I want to be a doctor, so okay. four years of medical school, then I'll have a residency, so and what do you years. What uh? What 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 do you what field are you looking to practice? I'm currently thinking about pediatrics. I'm open minded though, but for the longest time, I've always said that I want to go into pediatrics. Um, right. So that is the current plan, but things could always change. Let's put her in touch with Dr. John Bream. He could be a good mentor. Yes. Now your mom, she's an elementary teacher, correct? She is. So. She is. That, I guess maybe awesome. that's kind of why it doesn't doesn't shock me that you were uh, interested in pediatrics only. Yeah, I was a camp counselor for three years, um, and I enjoy the kiddos, but not enough to teach them. She has <laughs> lots of patients. Uh, well, you can that. treat them. You can treat them when they come to the hospital, um, <laughs> for sure, no doubt. We're that's yeah. very exciting news, and we're really proud of you. And uh, obviously, and we knew that, yeah, that you'll would make come a, you'll make a lot more money than a teacher, and you won't have to see the kids near as long. <laughs> that, I guess that is true. Yeah, <laughs> so, so let's talk about this weekend. Very excited for those that don't know. Uh, we did a special last year on Keith McClare, um so you can go back and listen to the archives. And but we wanted to have Audrey on this year. Um, a very special weekend, and uh, I tell you, it just seems to. Uh, just amazes me how much I don't think you realize how much Greenville loves you and your family and obviously your dad and also the national impact. Every coach that we've talked to, and uh, by the way, thank you for listening to all the 23 Jungle Tales. I know that you listened to those, uh, Bubba told me, um, but everybody we've talked to has mentioned had such high regards for your dad. It's just really awesome. Awesome. I'm so thankful to hear that and thank you guys for doing the jungle tales we really enjoyed listening to them um and laughing with them um some of them were quite quite funny but thank you guys for doing that audrey one thing that amazes me when when i looked at you know how many dad how many years did your dad coach how many years was he a head coach altogether? a head coach he started in i think 1991 so, uh, so 91 to 02. Yes. And, and, you know, he considered 2001 his last, but okay. technically to, okay. until 2002, yeah. yes. It's a, but it, it amazes me when I look at all the guys that are head coaches from his coaching tree 
no longer than he was the head coach. I mean, you, you look obviously at, at, at Cliff Godwin and, mm-hmm. the, and then the guys up at Michigan. And then uh, I'm terrible with names. I'm Brian Ward at Brian UCLA. Ward at UCLA, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Brian Ward at UCLA. And, uh, and then I found out this past weekend as we were playing Georgia Southern, their head coach is another former. Uh, he played under uh, your dad at Western Carolina. He did, and actually the Lincoln Memorial baseball coach played for him as well. Um, You're kidding me. Wow. um, And then Jason Beverlin, he is a scout now, but he was the coach at Bethune-Cookman for a while. That's Um, unbelievable. I mean, there are guys that that are in baseball, football, whatever, for 30 years that don't have the success your dad had in terms of a coaching tree, guys that played for them or coached with them. They went on to do great things. I mean, it's just unbelievable. It's a testament to the impact he had on people. Yes. It is It is incredible, especially during baseball season, just to sit back and watch it and see it. And um, it, it really is incredible. And then you get into the assistants, guys, that, that coached with him that went on to be a coach like Randy Mazie and Tommy Easton and, and on down the line. Another we haven't mentioned, he, he's a scout now as well, is uh, Joseph Hastings. Um, he, he was on that 2001 team that was so special and um, just a, a tremendous power hitter during that era, and, and he coached as well at Coastal Carolina and other places, and I'm not sure. I can't recall who he's a scout for now. I want to say it's the Rays. The but I, believe, the I believe you're right. I believe you're yeah. right. So, with, with the Keith LeClaire Classic coming up this weekend, I mean, what does that tournament mean to you personally, knowing, you know, that it, it happens every year in honor of your dad? And, and every year, what a great lineup. You know, this year, uh, you got Ole Miss is going to be a part of it, one of the top programs in America. It is. for I know for us, it is always good to go back, to kind of go back home, because um, Greenville was our home for – 10 years. So just to kind of go home and see all the friends that we had there, um, see people and just be back. And especially Pirate Nation, they supported us so much during um, his battle with ALS. So just to go back to that and to Greenville in general and just be there, um, I can't I can't exactly even put into words what it means to our family. Um, and when we come back, it's people embrace us like we've never left. Um, so it is always a highlight of our year. Um, and we we just appreciate everything that they do for us still to this day. So are you, are you going to be here this year or you're, you're not going to make it this year? We are. We will be there this okay. year. <laughs> well, now, Audrey, I was, I'm sorry, Dave. I was just going to ask before we went any further, I know a lot of years so you guys have thrown out the first pitch. Is that going to be the case this year? I don't know. They haven't told me yet, but uh, <laughs> I guess I'll find out when I get there. So I assume you've been practicing in the backyard? I haven't. I haven't. So it'll be interesting. <laughs> hey, you got to get it across home plate, Audrey. you gotta, you, you got to throw a strike, too. Come on. I know. I know. i got to – it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting. That I do know if I have to throw one. No pressure, right? No pressure. <laughs> None at all. <laughs> so I wanted to I wanted to ask as far as uh, your relationship as far as uh, now with Coach Godwin, uh, we think the world of him. Um, just so excited to be like my particular case, an ECU alum, and uh, been a fan for many years, and and to see Coach Godwin come back, a local guy, such a great story. And uh, how does it how how does it feel to see the 23, uh, he, him wearing the 23, and and for that matter, all the other guys are wearing the 23 to honor your dad? It's amazing um, just to see the respect they had for him and the admiration. And I mean, they don't have to wear that number. They choose to, and it just means a lot. I know for me, a lot of them, you know, growing up, it's kind of like you looked at them like older brothers because you were so young and they were always in and out of the house. And just to see them go on and now they're creating their own legacies um, and creating these powerhouse programs, it's it's kind of one of those things you just sit back in awe and you really, you really enjoy seeing them kind of live out their lives 
in that way. Now, did you go to Omaha this year? Did you get a chance to go there and watch Michigan? I did. We did. My mom and I went, and we ended up being there for two weeks. So, um, cheered on Michigan up up in Omaha. And hopefully it won't be too many more years. Who knows? Maybe it'll be this year you'll have to make a trip to, to cheer on the Pirates and see that purple and gold 23 in Omaha finally. Oh, we we will definitely be going if they go. <laughs> It's going to happen sooner or later. What was that? Yeah. I said it will definitely happen sooner or later. It will. It will. We're going to be positive. It's going to happen this year. Everybody book your flights. No, I'm just kidding. But it, does, it is something that when you think about middle of June, uh, there's no place I would rather be than Omaha, Nebraska, to see the Pirates in the College World Series. Right. I And I have a feeling that um, the Pirate fans will – be there in their purple and gold. I have no doubt. Oh, you know it. I mean, we, we, we talk every player. We talk. We, I, I, I can think of exactly one player that said that they wouldn't be there. Everybody else said they're going to be there. So I, I just the amount of players that'll be there. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be <laughs> it will. It'll be one big reunion. And, it, and if Kyle's talking about the same guy, the one that said that was, I mean, it's just totally out of his hands. And that was Kyron Madison, who you're uh, yeah. well aware of, that was a pitcher. Um, on your dad's teams there, oh yeah. um, one and oh two. So um, I guess two thousand two two thousand two. But uh, Kyron um, is obviously um, in the uh, in the minor leagues. He's going to be with the Greensburg Grasshoppers this year, so he'll be a little busy. Yes, he will. But um, something I wanted to see, Audrey. I know, and like Kyle mentioned, this this has gone on this in the Keith Clare Classic since two thousand and four. So this is year seventeen, and I'm. Do you have any specific memories of, of this tournament down through the years? And whether it was that first one back in 2004, you know, that was at old Harrington Field uh, with, I guess it was Clemson and Georgia Southern, or maybe the first year at the new ballpark at Clark LeClaire with, um, with five different teams coming in, the likes of Ohio State, Michigan, Georgia, Arizona State, and also, uh, I guess, North Carolina. I don't know if I have a specific one that's been my favorite. I can't believe it's been 17 years. That is crazy um, to even think that it's been that long. But I do remember the one in the new the new stadium. Um, and I want to say that one was under the lights. That was a night game, um, I think. But each one of them is unique. And it's kind of it's been kind of neat to see how it's evolved over the years. And the fact that you have two regional teams from last year that are there playing this year. Um, just kind of how it's grown into this to this weekend where you get to watch really good baseball. Yeah, and it's funny. You called it the new stadium, and that's still, I'll say, the new stadium. I'll hear other people saying it. And as we just pointed out, it's 17 years old now. It ain't new no more. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Tom Plaz. So, Audrey, when are you and your family coming in? Are, are we you? will be there Friday for the game, okay. um, and we will definitely be there Saturday for the game. Awesome. awesome. As we see here, it's Thursday as we're recording, so tomorrow is this time you, you should be in uh, – you should be agreeable. Yes. Now, is there any – you mentioned, you know, obviously coming to the ballpark, getting together with friends you had here. Is there anything else – I mean, you were a little girl when you were in Greenville, but is there – is there anything else you miss about Greenville? Any restaurants, any stores, any any places you like to go that you always have to go when you come to town? We always go to Cubby's. That is J.D.'s favorite place to eat. Um, so that is one that we find time for during the weekend. And honestly, just driving around Greenville itself, um, you know, we always go by our old house just to see it and things like that. Um, that is always so weird to do. <laughs> Anytime you go past the house you used to live in, it's always weird to me. It it really is. You're just kind of like, oh, well, we used to live there, but yeah, you want to you want to you kind of want to pull in and go and walk around, and you realize the current owners might not want you to do that. Yeah, it it really is like that Miranda Lambert song, "The House That Built Me." Yeah, Um, no, yeah, (laughs) it is. So so cubbies and just driving around. Yeah, and then watching baseball. Guys, when's the last time either one of y'all have been to Cubbies? It has been years. Yeah, it's been a while for me, too. Well, you know, at one time they they expanded and opened up several locations throughout eastern North Carolina. And now I believe 
that one in Greenville may be the only one that's left. There may still be one down around Morgan City, but that, those would be the only two. Now, Kyle, I'll tell you how long it's been since I've been to Cubbies, and that was, you know, when they were located down there, um, down there in Greenville, I guess on Evans Street near Pirate yep. Radio. And that, 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 was, that was the last time I've been to Cubbies. <laughs> Okay, that's uh, that's been a minute, uh, uh, Bubba. So yeah, I but, uh, I can tell you last time it's been a, it's been a while. Thank I know up. some other folks that you obviously plan on seeing, Audrey. I know I told you. I guess it was the Georgia Southern um, weekend um, on Sunday. I had the opportunity to catch up briefly with uh, Coach Whit, George Whitfield, who was obviously on your dad's initial staff and did such a tremendous job in a number of capacities in baseball throughout. Eastern North Carolina, but then also uh, Chuck Young. I'm sure you'll see him as well. Yes, we will. We will be seeing both of them. Um, JD is actually, I think, going to stay with um, Chuck's son Levi, so he will get to spend lots of time with them. And then we will definitely be seeing Coach Whit. Um, so looking forward to that. Always love watching baseball games with him. And then Jerry Green is another one. Um, you know, he was there back when the jungle had trees. He became a really good family <laughs> friend, and he still goes to the games, and we make time to see him. Uh, know we're going to see Dave Kimball. A lot of the people that helped with Dad's care we, we see, so like Stuart Robertson, Mike and Sherry Odom, um, and every everybody like that we really make time to see. You mentioned Jerry Green for mm-hmm. forever. I didn't know his name. I just I just knew any time I went to watch the Pirates play, whether it was at Harrington Field or Clark Clare Stadium or on the road, um I mean Wake Forest, Elon, wherever, he was always there. I was like, yeah. <laughs> So I was, I was like, so what does this guy do that he's able to go to all the games? <laughs> yes. He he is still there. So and then so, of course Joey Perry. We, we got to see Joey Perry. <laughs> so, Audrey, just, just from a, a – I think I may, maybe asked you this when you were on the show before, so forgive me if I'm chewing my food twice. Um, but personally, you seem to love the game of baseball. I mean, so how big of a baseball fan are you? I truly do love it. Um, <laughs> I probably love it more than most people. Um, I think in a lot of ways it's just – still kind of a connection I can have with dad. Um, But I, you know, if I'm working in, we have teams that we like playing, then I have game tracker pulled up on my work computer. Um, So when I have a spare minute, I click over to look at scores, um, watch it when I can. Um, But I really, I really do enjoy keeping up with it. And um, just the game itself, you know, watching it, I don't just watch it. I really do enjoy kind of analyzing and, just, now, how many times have you shocked a guy that wasn't familiar with your background or your knowledge of baseball? There's been a couple. Um, <laughs> well, I, there was one that I had mentioned something about the third assistant not getting passed, and he was like, what are you talking about? Like, what, why, why does this upset you so much? And I'm like, this, this is an issue. We did a whole um, podcast about that. So, yeah. I know, I know. But um, I do, I enjoy keeping up with it. That's awesome. I can imagine just like some random dude, and you're like, you know, just just breaking down the double play and all that, and just and you're like, what? Yes, <laughs> yes. And now with you being in Knoxville, obviously, um, not not necessarily uh, your team, but um, have an opportunity to watch some high level college baseball with whoever Tennessee has coming in. Definitely. Um, in football season, I'm a Georgia fan, so I will. Proudly be wearing my Georgia attire in Knoxville, but Uh-oh. I know, <laughs> I know. But hey, I got to rep my Bulldogs during football season. Uh, so I was going to ask you, as far as the uh, goes, if a guy doesn't like baseball, is that is that like a deal breaker? I, it, it would it would probably be pretty up there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that might be an I issue. Could, <laughs> I could see a first date right now. I absolutely hate, I despise baseball. And they're like, okay, check, please. It's like next. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was just going to say, I can, yeah, like y'all were saying, a roll reversal there. I could, yeah. Uh, Audrey, Audrey uh, doing her best to take off work for the opening day in college baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, yeah. if you need me, I'll be at the ballpark. Yes. 
Definitely. <laughs> Audrey, thank you so much for your time, and uh, you've been generous. And um, give my best to your mom and brother and the family. Did they? I just uh, it just amazes me the impact your dad had, and uh, certainly. Uh, I'll leave you with saying that it's nice to have a guy who came in and made such a huge difference in a short period of time and has us believing that we can go to Omaha. But before, it was uh, it was just a dream, and now eventually it's going to be a reality. Yes. Go ahead, Audrey. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I was just saying yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, and I, and I was going to point out, yeah, you, Dave, you make a great point, and then we'll shut up and close this out. But. To this day, the reason we believe, and this is taking nothing away from Coach Overton, he was a great coach before your dad, but the reason we still believe to this day in Pirate Nation, the word Omaha, you know, maybe it was in some people's minds, but the word Omaha was never spoken to your dad, was here, and and we had to quit saying it since he he got here. So uh, the dream was put in place by your dad, and it's still the dream, and we still believe we're going to get there, and that's all because of your dad. He he truly believed it. Um, he, he in everything he truly believed that they were going to go, and I have I have faith that they are going to go. Soon. We will okay. definitely will. Well, good luck to you in med school, and uh, I know there's going to be a lots of caffeine, lots of coffee. I take it I don't know if you like coffee, but lots of caffeine. Good luck to you in med school, and definitely don't be a stranger. Hopefully, we can have you back on real soon. Thank you so much. Thanks for your time, Audrey. It's always great having you on the show, and we certainly wish you well in med school and look forward to having you, your brother, J.D., and, of course, your mother, Lynn, in Greenville at Clark LeClaire this weekend. Today, the Pirates open play against last year's Big Ten regular season champion, Indiana, at 4.30. Earlier in the week, we caught up with their second-year head coach, Jeff Mercer, and let's go to that conversation right now. Well in town this weekend in Greenville is the Keith LeClaire Classic. By the way, it's his actual recording this interview on Wednesday. It would have been his 54th birthday. And, uh, brother, we have a very special guest right now. Yeah, the Pirates will be getting underway on Friday afternoon at 4.30. And they'll be taking on the Indiana Hoosiers. And right now we're very excited to have the Indiana head coach, Jeff Mercer. Welcome to the show, Coach. Wow, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely, Coach. We know that all the great work you did at Wright State, obviously, and then now at Indiana, uh, you being the coach of the year. Very glad to have you in. And uh, first off, uh, for the folks listening right now, college baseball fans and Pirate fans, how are, how are things been so far for you guys at Indiana? Oh, things have been good. The, the, the boys have done a really nice job. It's, it's, a, it's a younger group. Um, you know, last year we had a lot of upperclassmen and had a lot of guys drafted. Uh, which was great, and we were, we were very proud of those guys and excited. But um, this group has done a really nice job of establishing themselves and, and creating their own identity, and they're they're very workmanlike and diligent, and have gone out and, and done a really nice job for us. So I've been been really pleased and, and, and really proud of them. Coach, before we dive into this um, or your program and this club specifically, and just talk a, a little about Coach Claire and you know, your your knowledge of him, uh, obviously, legendary East Carolina coach who passed away with Lou Gehrig's disease, and this is an event that's been going on for, uh, I guess, 17 years now. Uh, so um, talk about Coach LeClaire and then the opportunity to play in an event that includes the likes of not only East Carolina but Ole Miss and High Point. Yeah, you know, I've, I, I've heard so many wonderful things, and, and I know it's had um, a, a tremendous impact on, on those that, um, that, that he was with and he was around. I know there's so many coaches across the country, um, great coaches that, that, that really um, we're, we're so thankful to, to, to be with him and, and to learn from him. And um, for us to have an opportunity to come down and, and to be a part of it, you know, is, is, uh, is incredible. And we're very excited about it and very proud to get to represent Indiana in, in such a great event against great teams and, and for, or in memory of, of such a great person. Taking a big picture, look at your program. Um, you know, Dave referenced your success at Wright State, which was your alma mater. However, I know you're an Indiana native, so just mm-hmm. talk about talk about that appeal of uh, coming back to your home state to, to to guide the flagship program, if you will, with the with the Hoosiers and uh, everything that program's accomplished. You have a beautiful ballpark, uh, Bart Kaufman Field, that I was able to see. Uh, I guess this and five years ago now, um, a couple of years mm-hmm. after it had opened, uh, but it's absolutely beautiful. And uh, just talk about everything you have at your disposal there at IU. Yeah, gr- growing up about a half hour north of campus, I was I was always a, a, a diehard Indiana fan. My, my dad coached baseball at Indiana, and 
Uh, you know, I watch every IU basketball game or football game, and 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 you know, as as Indiana, the university, really kind of transitioned and, and decided to make baseball priority with with Tracy Smith here, and they they invested you know into the into the facilities and the finances and the travel, and you know that, that they're rewarded with a, with a great program, and obviously Tracy Smith uh, did an incredible job here, and. To be able to to grow up and watch that transition, you know, it was it was uh, it made me very proud to to, to be a Hoosier, and, and I love the right state, and, and that's my alma mater, and I love the people there, and we were able to to be very successful, and afforded me the opportunity to get to come back home and, and represent my hometown and my community and the people that raised me and that that, that loved me, and to to give them back the, the program that I that I feel like they deserve to have, and for them to be proud of. Uh, it, it means everything to me, and, and you know, there, it's just so much more than, than baseball. It's, it's the people that you care for and you love, and, and you get to spend every day with those people now, and, and at the same time represent a, a, a university that that represents so many people uh, as a, as a community. So it's it's been a lot of fun. I've been excited for the future. Coach, can you talk about that very thing of uh, Indiana? You were talking about the athletic program what a great program overall you think through the years of basketball and i know the football team and baseball team doing well can you talk about the status of uh, the program there uh, at indiana uh, you guys should be very proud yeah i'm i'm exactly you extremely proud uh, to to be part of of the university um, and, and watching, you know, what, what Fred Glass and uh, our athletic director and, and the administration have done over the last 10 years has been nothing short of, of, of miraculous. The, the hundreds of millions of dollars they fundraised and, and invested into all new facilities across the board in all of athletics, you know, not just in, into football and basketball and baseball and, and all the sports. Uh, they've really invested into and, and really truly rebuilt the entire athletics campus across the board and to watch all the different sports um, uh, to, to succeed you really are in a golden age of, of Indiana athletics um, in, in, in all different sports. So it really is about to, to be able to, to, to foster the growth and, and to, to support the student athletes and, and all of their life, their, their, their diet, their nutrition, their weightlifting, their academic support, their athletic support in every way. And, and they've made that a priority to support the student athlete in, in every walk of their life. And, and then you see that you see the, the the outcome. The reward is the successful nature of the academic profile and the successfulness of the athletic programs, and in, in, in all of and uh, all the different facets. And the the, the outcomes have, have been great for the investment they put into it. Coach, let's dive specifically into this year's club. I know you you got off um, in a big way in terms of the challenge you faced going down to number eleven LSU Alex Box Stadium. Um, you um, you did drop two or three in that, but uh, you you managed to win the series finale, and then uh, you picked up a big win against the likes of South Alabama, a ranked club. Uh, so talk about your start of the season. I know you, I know you lost a two-way star like Matt Lloyd, but you have a guy uh, like Elijah Dunham who's hitting close to 500 right now and Grant Richardson swinging the bat uh, very well also. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good club from the standpoint of their, their character, their makeup, their toughness and discipline, their, their, their commitment to trying to execute a game plan. And, and when you do those things, when, when you're able to, to – to, uh, Execute a game plan. The, the talent level is is not nearly as important as the, your ability to go out and to compete. And then the talent obviously takes over from there. But what I've been really pleased with with our boys to this point is is who they are and, and how they've gone about their business. And it's given us a chance to to grow really quickly. Coming from obviously from the north where we haven't been outside, right? Really our, our, kind of our first time being outside is the practice before we played at LSU and how much better we were able to get over the course of the, the first weekend and our growth into the second weekend. That's what I was pleased about. Whether whether we win or we lose, I just want to see them get better and to grow and to learn. And uh, as with all teams, right, all college baseball teams, we're not unique in the fact that, that we have some young you know, some young players or injuries. Everyone has those things. But what I, what I want to see them do is, is just to grow and to learn and to apply what they've been taught and, and go on the journey together. As we're all trying to do, we're all trying to be the best team that we can be in the last month. Then the only way to grow is to go play the best team that you can and to challenge yourself. And to, sometimes you get smacked, you know, you get smacked in the mouth a little bit and you're going to have to adjust and grow from that. And sometimes you succeed when you didn't know that you could. 
but the only way to do that is to, is to challenge yourself and, and then to learn from it. And, you know, this weekend, that's what I look forward to the most for our guys is to go down and play really quality opponents and, and to, to, to win or lose, but just to grow through it and be better for having done so. In addition to Dunham and Richardson, um, I know um, you also have a guy like Junior Cole Barr, um, if I'm not mistaken, was he? He was a draft eligible sophomore, but opted to return, and he, yep. he hit 17 bombs a season ago. Talk about him and some of the other key bats in your lineup. Yeah, so Cole, I think what I've been most impressed with Cole has been his his development and growth defensively. Um, he was he was a middle infielder through high school and, and transitioned into third base last year. Was started off uh, slowly at third base, and, and and by halfway through the year was was a really an elite defender. And and he hit for power. He hit for a lot of power last year, and, and he's become a more well-rounded offensive player on on his personal journey. But he he's a really fine player. He's a really really hard worker. Um, yeah, you guys you guys mentioned Elijah and and, uh, and Grant. Um, Drew Ashley is a is a really nice player. He's kind of a utility guy, but can can handle on that bat. Has has been an offensive uh, mainstay the last couple of years. And then you, you you look at we have a couple of uh, grad transfer or two. Uh, Jordan Fusey is uh, is also a bit of a slow start, but a really really fine player, and and I, I I look to see him to kind of take the next step here as he kind of gets comfortable and gets a few at bats under his belt, and um, and then you know we have some guys that are just dutiful offensively, just go out and do your job. You know Hunter Jesse is a freshman who's talented and learning as he kind of goes through this, and Jeremy Houston is has done a really nice job getting on base and running and doing some things. So, you know, we, we will be a dutiful offense and we'll work really hard to to be able to manage our bats. And to, to, to the most basic concept of baseball is swinging at strikes and taking balls. It sounds very cliche and oversimplified, but if if you can do that as an offense, you get a chance to, 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 to be successful and put guys in scoring position and you got to execute from there. But, uh, you know, I, I like the, the makeup of the, of the character of the, those guys, and, and they're doing their best to go out and execute uh, our, our game plan. Taking a look at your rotation, I know you lost all three starters from a season ago, including the Big Ten Pitcher of the Year. So um, just um, tell us about your um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday guys. Yeah, we'll, we'll go uh, uh, left-handed pitcher Tommy Summer on Friday. Tommy's a, a kind of the elder statesman of the group. He's a junior. The majority of our staff are, are freshmen and sophomores. Um, you know, Tom, you'll be, you know, mid to upper A's with a, with a, uh, a nice arsenal of off-speed pitches, a really mature kid, um, competes, executes pitches well, uh, not 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 easily rattled, um, just a, a really nice, stable, uh, hard-working uh, leader of that group. And then on Saturday will be Gabe Beerman. You know, Gabe will be upper 80s, low 90s with some good stuff, can locate and pitch. Again, uh, he's a young guy, so he kind of grows through the – uh, through the, the the course of the season, but mature and, and stable, executes, competitive. Uh, he's a tough kid. He had a really good start this past weekend against South Al. Braden Tucker will be on Sunday. Braden and Gabe are, are, are similar guys, both sophomores, both upper 80s, low 90s with, with some good stuff, can execute off-speed pitches and, and locate a fastball. Kind of, kind of the both sides and go up and go down and, and, and do some good things. It manages the run game well, and, um, you know, Hard to hard to kind of rattle them. You know, those are things that it's hard to teach, right? You kind of have some of that toughness, or you don't. And you can accentuate it, but um, those guys come from all three of those guys come from really good families that, that that raise their boys to to really compete and to be tough and to be very diligent, hard workers. And they've done a really good job for us. Our starting pitching has, has been strong to this point, and 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 I, and I know that they'll have their their challenges throughout the year, as with any any young group, but but uh, I, I trust the work they put in and have done a really good job at this point. Who are you? Some of your who were some of your top arms out of the bullpen? Excuse me. Yeah, so we'll have uh, McKay Brown is a is a big sophomore right-handed pitcher. It's got it's got really good stuff. Goes hard. Um, uh, Braden Scott, the left-handed pitcher, is a senior. It's kind of our usually our first guy out. Um, can can really compete. Gets a nice. Does a good job holding the run game. Uh, he'll be upper 80s and 90, and 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 can spin it a little bit. Connor Manis is a is a junior. Um, the upper 80s, low 90s with the, with the with the good breaking ball, good stuff. It had a had a big outing last last or this past weekend, and he came in had bases loaded, nobody out, and, and to to win the ball game, got a ground out and two strikeouts to finish it. So he's a he's a tough kid, and those are the kind of the top three guys for us. Matt Litwicky will be in that mix a little bit. Is a sophomore, 
low to mid 90s. Uh, you know, can can look at a fastball, can can spin it too. So he's got good stuff. Um, those are kind of your your, your top four guys. Um, you know, Grant Sloan. Grant Sloan has, has been a guy for us that's been been good. You know, low to mid 90s and has has a good breaking ball. So those are kind of be our, our top four or five guys coming out of it. And then you, we've got some some nice freshman arms that. It kind of depends on the situation that, that that they may be able to get in there or not. But um, you know, I look to those guys. You know, we want, we we want to make sure we put those young guys in good positions to be successful early, and and then as they kind of get more comfortable, we're able to turn them loose later into the season. A couple more questions for you, Coach, and tell mm-hmm. us about your club defensively. Uh, it's an area that we have to continue to improve on. You know, going from playing on all turf for the last you know several several months that we went to the the natural surface and kind of got our feet got a little bit got a little bit still and, and uh, didn't finish some plays but it, in, it, our infield has, has been really really good um, we, we've got a an infielder Grant Machaki who's a senior got hurt in the first inning against LSU um, probably won't play this weekend but but he's a, a really good defender when we're healthy and we're all out there we've, we've got a really good defense um, in the infield especially the, the outfield. Uh, Grant Grant Richardson in center field is, does a really good job, positions those guys well, can really track, really good arm. Um, and then Hunter Jesse has done a really good job in the outfit as well, He's done a really good job securing the ball and on, on kind of the, the peripheral plays going back to the wall and going to the lines. And then behind the play, Colin Hopkins is, is a really nice receiver, a really good blocker, uh, is, a, is a very adequate thrower, accurate. On the bag, and it's it's tough to get a good jump on a guy that that puts the ball on the bag on a good time. So I feel good about the defense. We just got to keep getting reps, and the only way to get reps is to play games. And, and the more that we play, the better that we'll get. Last question for you, Coach. Um, just kind of a big picture question. Last year, obviously, you guys won the regular season title in the Big Ten, as we've already mentioned. Um, but Michigan, what a postseason run they had, uh, following just shot of a national championship and so just talk about the Big Ten as a whole and the way it's improved in, in recent years. Well I think just like with, with Indiana, the, the the Big Ten has improved as the the financial investment has come. You look at the Big Ten network, look at all of the all the financial resources coming back into the conference. And then baseball is a sport that the Big Ten overall in the last five to eight years has invested in across the board. And so as you invest in the facilities and, and salaries and, and travel budgets and, and all those different pieces, you, you're going to have uh, an, an increased output. And, and so one thing that I've looked at over the last year, year and a half, and been impressed is, is, is on the mound. I, I think that the pitching was probably a bit better than I had anticipated in the conference, just kind of coming in from an outsider's perspective. The, the, the pitching development has been good, and the arms of have been impressive, and I think any time that you have a conference that's going to be uh, strong and in, in, in on the mound, they're going to have a chance to go out and be successful across the board. And, and you're seeing recruiting pick up uh, with the whole conference. You're seeing facilities continue to be built, and that's going to lend itself to having more success nationally and more guys in the NCAA tournament in the postseason, and, and then certainly with Michigan uh, nearly winning it all last year. It's just a very exciting time for the Big Ten. Coach, good luck to you this weekend. Hope you have safe travels, and good luck Thank this weekend you. with the Keith LeClaire Classic, and also good luck in the uh, Big Ten this season, and hope you'll come back on soon with us. Thank you so much. I certainly appreciate the opportunity and wish you all the best. On Saturday, the Pirates will take on SEC foe Ole Miss at 4.30, and let's go to our conversation with Cliff Godwin's former boss, Mike Bianco, right now. Well, Bob, I know that one of the – as far as the ECU baseball program with Cliff Godwin, one of his favorite coaches and mentors is our very next guest. Absolutely. The 13th-ranked Ole Miss Rebels are headed to Greenville this weekend for the Keith LeClaire Classic, and right now we're very excited to be joined by the 20th-year head coach of Ole Miss, Mike Bianco. Coach, welcome in. My my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, Coach. Obviously, last year uh, the Pirates uh, went down there to Mississippi, returning the favor this year from obviously the Magnolia State, to come to Greenville. Uh, can you talk about, I know you're packing right now as we speak. Thank you, first of all, for taking the time to be with us, but uh, how special is it to come to Greenville to play the Pirates? Well, you know, certainly a little extra special for, for me personally. And, you know, what you know, Cliff Godwin has been to our program, you know, was an assistant here, you know, back uh, 2000, uh, what, 2012 through 2014 for three seasons. And, 
you know, helped lead us uh, to the College World Series. And, you know, after that year, uh, went back to coach, as you know, his alma mater. And, and just, you know, one of the best coaches in the country and, and, and certainly very proud of, you know, what he's accomplished and uh, just excited to get over there. You know, I'm, I'm almost embarrassed. I, I texted him earlier this morning. We are texting back and forth and just said, you know, excited to not only see him but see his, you know, great facility and the crowds and, you know, all he's accomplished there. And Coach, I wanted to ask you as far as I know, I believe you went out to dinner last year. Has he told you some places around Greenville that he's going to take you afterwards? <laughs> no, we haven't got into that. You know, we've been busy. You know, with the the busy <laughs> game, and as I told you, you know, before we yeah. got on the air, you know, we just uh, you know we just got done packing the buses, about to leave here in a few minutes. You know, with our with our luggage, and so uh, just texting back and forth. But I and I know it's a little different, and you know, I'm sure I'll get to spend some time with him, but a little different. Uh, just because we're not playing in a three-game set. So there's only one day where we're playing each other. So, you know, when we're not playing, he's playing. And, uh, you know, so that makes it a little more difficult. And he's running a tournament, you know. So, you know, he's trying to take care of, you know, two other, you know, visitors that are there. So a little more on his plate, I think, this weekend than, than a normal weekend. Coach Bianco, so you've been associated with so much, so much uh, high-level college baseball. Uh, you, you played at LSU, then you coached at LSU from 93 to 97, um, and the Tigers were, needless to say, the team of the 90s. And um, obviously now year 20, like I mentioned, at Ole Miss, and you've done some unprecedented things in Oxford, and uh, you have one of the top college baseball atmospheres, no doubt about it, selling more than 7,200 season tickets. So um, that's what – Obviously, like you mentioned a moment ago, with the atmosphere at Clark LeClaire Stadium, not anywhere close to 12,000 people, more like five or 6,000. But uh, talk about you know, what you've heard regarding East Carolina's tremendous atmosphere in the jungle and so forth. Well, they, they got a tremendous you know, uh, tradition you know, back from you know, uh, Coach LeClaire's days back in the, you know, the late 90s there and uh, you know, watching his, his teams where Cliff played on. Uh, you know, you know, uh, have so much success. I think it all started back there with Coach LeClaire, uh, but almost has come full circle with, uh, you know, with Cliff. And, you know, I, I know he's so proud of East Carolina and proud to, to be an alum, proud of, you know, uh, playing there. And and I know he's proud to be the head coach there. And I, and I think to, to, to bring the atmosphere that, you know, since he's been back and not just the success, because I think a lot of people can get fooled, you know, in college baseball. Just because you win doesn't necessarily mean you're going to draw. There's, there's, there's a lot of programs around the country that have success uh, year in and year out, but they don't draw. You know, Cliff's worked really hard. And uh, I'm sure the administration sees that. He's worked really hard not just to bring a winning product to the team that wins, uh, but to, to bring awareness in the community and get uh, people to buy into the program. Uh, and it takes work to do that. And he's put in the work, and, and you can see that. You can see that in the attendance numbers. You can see it in the clips that come out. You know, on social media, uh, the guys jumping, you know, on the wall in left field. And, you know, just uh, I think the, the interaction that the players and the fans have, that's neat and it's unique to college baseball and, and, and certainly one that we're excited to, to, to you know, be a part of and, and experience ourselves. And, Coach, I wanted to ask you as far as, you know, Coach uh, very well, Cliff Godwin, can you speak on him? And I promise we're going to talk some Ole Miss baseball. Say that again. I said, uh, yes, sir. I said, I was asking you, uh, can you talk about Coach Godwin and uh, what he means to you? And I said, I promise we'll talk okay. some Ole Miss baseball. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I, obviously, in my first few comments here, you, you realize that he's special to me. You know, he's special. He's a, he's a great friend. He's meant, to, you know, so much to our program. He came, he came here when, you know, it was a time where, you know, we had had a lot of success, but, uh, we had a really tough year the year before he got here. And, you know, just the energy and, and, and the, the life that he, you know, breathed into the program, you know, back in 2012. Um, uh, and, you know, left his mark here. And, uh, and, and again, it's, it's one thing to be an assistant, but it's another to, to take, take on your own program and have success. And, and uh, again, you know, really proud of him. You know, I don't, I don't have a lot of friends. 
and uh, certainly not a, a ton of friends in, in college baseball just because we're busy. You know, we have families, and, you know, we're all coaching and, and working and doing our things. But uh, I, I can tell, you know, tell you that, you know, Cliff's at the, at the top of the list, and, you know, not just as a friend but a guy that I respect and, and you know, what he's done, you know, in the business. Um, you know, second to none, he's one of the best in the country without a doubt. Coach, diving into this year's ball club, you're off to a 7-1 and one start. Um, most recently, you had a 4-3 win over a quality Southern Miss club. That's a strong year in, year out. Uh, I know pitch hit a home run by Hayden Leatherwood. A uh, two-run shot uh, lifted you uh, to the victory in that one. But um, you opened the season by winning two out of three from number one Louisville uh, there in Oxford at Swayze Field. So um, talk about that and your season up to this point uh, in general terms, and then we'll dive into some of the personnel. Well, obviously, uh, you know, we've gotten off to a good start and it's, it's hard to, to be too critical at, at seven and one. Uh, but, but the truth is, you know, we, we, there's a lot of areas to, to improve. Uh, we, we've been far from perfect or far from great. You know, we played really well this past weekend against Xavier. But, uh, I think the thing that, that the coaches are, are most excited about is that, you know, we haven't played great baseball, but yet we've found ways to win and found ways to have success. You know, last night was just another example where you know, we just didn't score runs. We just didn't have a lot of good at bats, but, you know, the few good at bats that we had together, we were able to put together, you know, to try, kind of put that chain together. And as, you know, you hear the phrase, the time we hit, we, that was, you know, big force last night. And, you know, we're able to, uh, put some innings together off a walk and an HBP and, and, you know, put some runs on the board. So, uh, I think that's what excites us the most. You know, uh, we're still trying to figure out this, this young team and our identity and who, who are we going to be on the mound and at the plate. But, you know, while we're, while we're figuring that out, you know, uh, they're hanging in there and passing a lot of tests. John, I wanted to start off with your personnel and taking a look at, Junior shortstop Anthony Servidio, that's what he's off to a stellar start of hitting 429, four home runs. And, um, that's something he, he certainly, um, you, you knew the caliber of player he is. He is an all SEC freshman selection back in 2018, had a solid sophomore year, but, um, the power that he's showing this year is, uh, more than he's shown in the past and he, and he can run as well. No, he, he's certainly a runner and, and you know he's not a home run home run hitter by trade. You know it's it's one that he's just a, a good hitter and he's you know able to get a couple balls up in the air and run them out of the ballpark. But uh, you know he's uh, I think really you know when you look at his skill set he's a he's a top notch defender at shortstop. He can really run. Uh, he's kind of the play setter at the, the top of the lineup. But he's he's doing some things this year that. You know, we needed him to do the first two years. We just needed him to be a pretty good baseball player and really just, you know, uh, you know, supplement what was already there. Now we're, we're asking him to be a leader, uh, to move to the, the shortstop role. And, and, you know, we, it's not a secret that we, uh, we have 20 new faces of the 34 guys on the team and only 14 returners. Uh, but he's one of the returners and one of the guys that we, we, we need some leadership out of. And he's really embraced that. And so even though statistically he's gotten off to a great start, probably the thing I'm most proud of is just, just the leadership that he's brought to the team to this point. Another new face that absolutely exploded onto the scene in game two. He went four for four with a pair of home runs, a double in that eight to six victory over Louisville, and that's Kel Baker. Talk about him. Yeah, well, Kel's a kid that was recruited to, I don't know, necessarily go four for four with two jacks, but he was recruited to, to hit in the middle lineup and give a right-handed presence. You know, when, when you start to look at the guys that we return or when we looked at the, you know, year out, what, what this lineup may look like, you know, it was really left-handed dominant, and we wanted to make sure that we had enough, you know, pop from the right side to kind of take the pressure off the Keenan and Servidio and some others. And so we recruited Kale. Kale was uh, the, the triple crown winner in junior college last year with uh, home runs, RBIs, and batting average, and uh, really had a, uh, a subpar uh, fall for us. Uh, but you could tell that that he had a chance to to be special and 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 really you know we needed it you know because uh you know if you look at our statistics offensively you know um, you know we we've gotten off to a little slow start batting average wise uh but but we've been able to produce just because we've had the timely hit we've we've run some balls out of the ballpark and 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 Kale's been a big part of that coach I wanted to ask you can you talk about some more of your quality 
uh, bats in the lineup? Sure. You know, Peyton Chatnier, he's a, a true freshman that's gotten off to, to a really good start and you're proud of him. Just, you know, one of the, one, it's tough for freshmen to step on the field immediately and contribute. And, and usually it's not because of talent level. Usually it's that mental barrier that they got to break through and, you know, feel like they belong. But, you know, he, you know, since the day he stepped on the field in the fall, he's played like an upperclassman. Uh, a guy that's, you know, similar to Kale, uh, Hayden Leatherwood, obviously, has gotten off to a good start and run a couple balls out of the ballpark and helped us in a, in a big way. You know, last night off the bench, you know, uh, you know, pinch hitting. And so, you know, it's really, you know, helped us in, in that way. And, uh, you know, it's just when we look, we've played a lot of guys. When I mean, you look at our team, we've played a lot of guys in the outfield, uh, still trying to find, you know, the right, the right mix, you know, the right, uh, uh, you know, by the time we get to SEC play. So a couple more weekends. So we'll still, I think when you watch us this weekend, you'll see some, some different guys in the lineup. Uh, in the outfield, we'll continue to do that. So we we'll try to find the right fit. Another true freshman uh, you know, behind the uh, uh, plate is uh, Hayden Dunhurst. Uh, done terrific. You know, uh, the bats. Um, the, the average surely isn't what he wants, but he's he's had a couple home runs for us. He's shown that he, he's he's going to be able to to swing it here. But there's no doubt as a defender, uh, he's going to be one of the top catchers in our in our conference. Can really catch it throw, can really receive, and and that's that's a, a neat addition for us because we just uh, had lost a really good one to the draft and, and Cooper Johnson. So to have uh, to have Dunhurst behind the plate, I think, has been a pretty good shot in the arm for us. And Coach, also, could you talk about some pitching, like, for example, your sophomore, uh, Doug Nikhazy? I know he's off to a great start and had a freshman year, I believe, of nine and three. Yeah, you know, one of the things going into the year, I think we felt pretty good about the pitching, uh, especially pitching depth, especially you know, starting pitching on the weekend. And it was really, you know, maybe the Achilles of this team last year. And even though we weren't bad, we weren't great. You know, we were in the middle, and and in our league, if you're in the middle of the pitching, that's that's not a good thing. And so Doug, uh, as you mentioned, was nine and three last year. Was a freshman All-American, pitched on the USA team, and um, you know comes back as uh, our Friday night starter last year. He's our uh, Saturday starter, and uh, big, it's a it's a, it's a it's a big boost, I think, to your team when you went out on run out on Friday night and feel that you know you got a shot every Friday and Doug. Doug does that for you. On Saturday, we go with Gunnar Hoagland. Uh, Gunnar was uh, a couple of years ago was a first rounder uh, by the Milwaukee Brewers or, uh, or excuse me, Pittsburgh Pirates, and a uh, guy that pitched on Sunday the entire season. Uh, had some good days, had some not so good days, but but learned a lot. And uh, I think that experience is going to help him tremendously. And he's been as good as anybody on the mound, you know, out of the gates in his two starts. And then a true freshman, Eric Diamond from Ramona, California. Uh, has given us two solid starts on Sunday. And so, you know, three legit guys thrown for us, you know, one, two, and three. Uh, the bullpen is still kind of in flux and trying to figure, you know, the different roles. But Braden Forsythe, you know, closed a couple games out for us with, with some really good stuff. We, we return Austin Miller, one of our top relievers, probably our top reliever statistically from last year. Taylor Broadway, who was on the team last year, junior college transfer, has really improved for us. And, and some younger arms, you know, guys like Jackson Kimbrell and others that, you know, I think are going to be pieces for us, and valuable pieces before it's all been done. And, Coach, final question. Thank you again for coming on with us. I know you're very busy. wanted to ask you as far as your fans. Uh, your fan base is a tremendous. you got a tremendous stadium. Can you talk about your fans before we let you go? Well, just be you know, proud. You know, it's uh, what Cliff's done. You know, there. You know, we 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 you know did here or uh, started here. You know, twenty years ago. And when you wake up twenty years later, you know, we've we've sold seventy three hundred season tickets, and it's really an event here. And and I know it's it's that there, and it's, so it's neat to see it happen at different places. But as proud as you guys are of as your atmosphere and what happens at, at your stadium every day. Uh, you know, it's ditto here. You know, we, we we're excited. I think it's always when people come to the ballpark, the opponents, they're excited to, to see the big crowds. They're excited to feel the energy during the game. And, you know, so it's great to play in it, but I think it's great as an opponent, and that's why we're looking forward to coming to Greenville this weekend. Well, Coach, safe travels. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, and certainly good luck to you this weekend at the Keith LeClaire Classic and certainly this season with SEC, with the conference play and beyond. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.
The final game of the weekend for East Carolina will be against in-state foe High Point. Let's hear from the 12th-year head coach of the Panthers, Craig Cozart. Well, Bubba, as always, a big tournament this weekend in Greenville to honor a very special man. Yeah, the Keith LeClaire Classic is taking place at Clark LeClaire Stadium, and one of the teams in this year's field is the High Point Panthers, and right now we're very excited to be rejoined by the 12th-year head coach of High Point, Craig Cozart. Coach, welcome back. Thanks, Bubba. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate you having me. Absolutely. We're very, anytime we can talk about baseball, we're very excited, and I know this is a very special tournament uh, for Coach Keith LeClaire. Uh, what are your thoughts about Coach LeClaire and certainly playing in the tournament? Yeah, well, we're obviously very excited to have the opportunity to uh, play in the tournament. Uh, East Carolina is a tremendous venue, um, and Coach LeClaire is a legend. Um, had the chance to coach against him really early in my career when I was at UCF, um, and, uh, you know, he was still the head coach there at East Carolina. Um, you know, his reputation and uh, his name is absolutely legendary in, in our field, and uh, I think it's great that they've uh, continued to honor his memory by running this tournament every year. Coach, as you take a look at this year's field, in addition to uh, East Carolina, the the host that's uh, ranked in the top 15 or 20, uh, depending on the poll, you also have Ole Miss, and the Rebels are ranked 15th, and they took two out of three already from number one Louisville on opening weekend. Right. And then you have Indiana, who won the Big Ten a season ago, and they already have victories over LSU and a ranked uh, South Alabama team. So uh, talk about this year's field. Yeah, um, obviously the big surprise was, I don't maybe surprise isn't the right thing to say, but Ole, Ole Miss, the uh, start that they've gotten off to, uh, to win two out of three uh, against Louisville, obviously is a tremendous start. And then Xavier is a solid club, you know, been a regional club for uh, frequently in the last couple of years out of the Big East, and they swept them and only gave up three runs the entire weekend. So uh, they also had a combined no-hitter in there, I think, on a Friday night. So looks like their arms are special, um, like they always have been. Um, and offensively, uh, they look like they have some firepower. Um, you know, they're very physical offensively, uh, so it's going to be a tremendous challenge for us uh, game one, no doubt about it. Indiana, uh, you know, they obviously have to come down out of the, the north um, to play this time of year. And, uh, you know, they, it looks like they played very solid and we're interested. I haven't gotten too much into them, have been working on Ole Miss already from a scouting report standpoint, um, but haven't gotten into them too deeply. But, uh, you know, obviously we know that they play the game the right way, play hard, um, and have done a nice job off to a 4-2 and two start, um, all on the road, of course. And um, coach, uh, taking a look at your ball club, I know you're off to a five and three start. You swept Lafayette on opening weekend, and then um, most recently you did drop two or three to Towson. Um, but um, talk a little about your club. I know we had you on our North Carolina Division One baseball preview here just two or three weeks ago. But um, through eight ball games, tell us what you've learned about the 2020 Panthers. <laughs> Well, I've learned that the baseball constantly provides you with surprises. Um, you know, we're pretty disappointed in the uh, five and three start, just to be perfectly honest. And that's no knock about you know against Towson, they came in and and just uh, beat us this weekend. Um, but you know, we opened up in a tremendous way, uh, put up a ton of runs, game one of the year against Lafayette, against a guy that was a really good arm. Um, you know, they had a lefty on the mound that was eighty nine to ninety three. Um, and we just got on them quick, put up the double-digit runs. Um, you know, I think we ended up with uh, 19 uh, extra base hits opening weekend offensively. Um, so we won a blowout. We won an extra inning game on Saturday, and then we won a 3-1 uh, to one ball game on Sunday in a low-scoring affair. Um, and uh, so offensively, it's been a little bit up and down. Um, Pitching-wise, you know, with our returners, they've been very, very good for us. Um, and the thing that I told you guys that I felt really good about was the fact that I felt like we were going to, you know, play clean defensively, and we've been the exact opposite of that. We've made 18 errors, right, in the first eight games. Um, and so that's been a big disappointment for us. We're fielding 940 as a team, and that's, you can't uh, be successful uh, throughout a season if that's what you're doing. Coach, when you said surprises, um, I know that can be good or bad, depending on what they are. Have there been some positives, some good surprises for you so far early in the season? Yeah, um, there has been. Um, 
You know, Garrett Letchworth is a guy out of our bullpen that most recently comes to mind. He's had a couple really nice appearances, four innings, uh, six strikeouts, no walks. Um, Mason Kearney, who's a freshman, um, has a save already on the year. He's been very good for us out of the bullpen. Um, Harrison Smith, our Friday night guy, is 2-0 already. Um, and Carter Shepard, another freshman arm that's you know going to be a low to mid-90s arm, uh, had a nice first outing for us. Um, we're striking out people at a high rate right now. We're averaging almost 12 strikeouts per nine innings. Um, so that's good. Um, on the offensive side, Travis Holt's gotten off to a great start. He's batting 389 uh, with six RBIs. Cole Singsank, who's a freshman, um, is batting 385 for us, playing first base. Um, and then Sam Zayacek and Evan Bergman, two sophomore outfielders, um, have are both hitting well over 300 for us and have a combined 15 RBIs. So there's been some bright spots. Um, and uh, like I said, the, you know the big disappointment for us is is just not playing clean baseball right now. Um, you know we've we've given away a lot of uh, a lot of outs and we get you know put a lot of runs on the board for our opponents just through uh, continuing to put runners on base free. Coach, um, you, t- you talk about your lineup um, a little bit. I know Travis Holt's a guy that's really swung the bat well. So, so talk about him and some of the other leaders offensively. Yeah, so Travis, um, you know, we moved him over to shortstop this year. His freshman and sophomore year, he kind of rotated between second base and third base. So we were interested to see how he handled that, uh, you know, that move defensively and if it was going to impact him at all from an offensive standpoint. But he's been very, very consistent for us batting 389, um, you know, hitting the two-hole for us, and he's done a nice job at shortstop. Um, you know, the guy that started off hot for us that we really need to get going is Joe Johnson. Um, you know, Joe had a really good opening weekend. He's had a couple home runs already, but he's really hit the skids of late, um, you know, dropping his batting average all the way down to 214. Um, but he's a guy that hits in our three-hole that we need to really get going. Um and uh, other than that, it's been very, very consistent performances by Sam Zayacek and Evan Bergman, uh, two sophomores, like I mentioned. Um, and, uh, you know, we got to get some other guys rolling a little bit. Trent Harris has uh, done a nice job for us offensively, but he's had a rough time in the field, um, and it looks like he's probably going to transition more to the mound. Um, Trent has pitched two outings for us in relief, and he's going to be – He's been 90 to 92 for us, touched to 93 with a low 80 slider, so he might be making that transition to the mound more consistently. <clears throat> Talk about a guy that has it rolling, and that is Harrison Smith. Um, 12 and a third innings, only five hits allowed. Uh, opponents are hitting just 119 against him, and he, he has 14 Ks. Yeah, yep, he's uh, really hit the ground running. Um, been very special for us in both of his outings. Uh, really, really efficient. Um, he got us. Uh, into the eighth inning, I believe. Well, I think he threw seven complete <coughs> in his last outing and only got his pitch count up to 80 pitches. Um, but, uh, yeah, striking out guys at a high rate and, um, you know, not giving up a bunch of hits in the meantime. So uh, he's really set a good tone for us and allowed us to um, really position our bullpen uh, to be, you know, most effective uh, in game one. Um so he's been what we want on a Friday night guy, and looking forward to see how he fares against Ole Miss on Friday. Coach, I wanted to ask about, uh, as far as the relief pitching, how are things going so far with the bullpens? Bullpen's been pretty darn good. Uh, Gray Little's our best guy coming back. Um, he doesn't have any saves yet, but he has made two appearances. Um, he's kind of a long he's, – he's the guy that I trust to really get us home if our starters – put us in position, you know, through the fifth or sixth inning in position to win. He's our guy that we go to right away. Um, So when we threw that shutout this weekend uh, on Friday, or, well, game one, I guess it would have been Saturday, um, you know, he helped finish it up after Harrison was done. So he's been really, really good. Um, he's averaging almost two strikeouts per inning. Um, Teams are hitting a buck fifty off of him. Um, Jacob Winger has – couple of appearances, actually three appearances already, um, has been very efficient in that role. Uh, like I said, Garrett Letchworth is a guy that he's a senior that we really thought had a chance to have a great year and has done that thus far. Um, you know, his two appearances, four innings, six strikeouts and no walks. Um, so, you know, he's been good. And then, again, the guy that's kind of a swingman for us that could go between the rotation as well as uh, long relief is our freshman Carter Shepard. Um, he didn't get to pitch last weekend due to illness, um, 
but in his one outing, he did get a save going three and two-thirds with six punch-outs, um, and that was opening day. Uh, so I like our, the makeup of our bullpen. Uh, we have a couple, you know, a few other pieces that we feel like we can add uh, to the mix. Uh, freshman Mason Kearney is kind of our secondary closer if Gray Little's not available, um, and he's been consistently in the 90 to 92 range with a you know low 80 slider. Uh, so the pieces are starting to come together. We got to find a game two starter. Um, we haven't gotten quality starts uh, on game two yet, uh, so we're going to look at some different options against uh, Indiana on Saturday. And, Coach, we talked about the quality field, obviously, and that um, it's going to be in Greenville this weekend. So um, with you guys obviously seeking to um, challenge Campbell there in the Big South, um, this is a weekend that should go a long way um, with with three opponents that are um, NCAA regional and really super regional type of clubs. That's right. Yeah, no doubt about it. I think it's going to obviously challenge our guys. The thing that we're most excited about is just seeing – um, them go in there and compete pitch to pitch, uh, you know, not backing down um, just because, uh, you know, Ole Miss is across the chest or Indiana or East Carolina doesn't mean that uh, you treat things any differently. Uh, we want to see our guys compete at a high level, uh, be hard-nosed, be tough, uh, play clean baseball, um, and see, you know, what caliber of baseball we're capable of playing before we do head into uh, our last series against JMU at home and then open up uh, conference play in the middle of March. Coach, thank you so much uh, for your time. I know that you got a busy schedule. Good luck to you in the tournament and the uh, Keith Clear Classic. And once again, I uh, hope we can have you back on real soon. Yep. Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate what you guys do for uh, college baseball here in the state of North Carolina. That concludes our Keith LeClaire Classic Preview. Thanks so much to Audrey LeClaire, Indiana Head Coach Jeff Mercer, Ole Miss Head Coach Mike Bianco, and High Point Head Coach Craig Cozart for coming on the show. Remember, we will have our third episode of Extra Innings on Sunday night, and this week's guest will be the winningest head coach in East Carolina baseball history and the longtime color analyst alongside Corey Glore on the Pirates Learfield IMG College Network. And I'm, of course, talking about Coach O, as Dr. Gary Overton will join us to reflect on the midweek win at Elon and, of course, this weekend's Keith LeClaire Classic. Follow us on social media. At the Sports OBJ on Twitter, at the Sports Objective on Instagram. Like and follow us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. As always, we appreciate you listening. Go Pirates! You've been listening to the Sports Objective Podcast. Join us next time as the guys will be objective, and the objective is sports.